Thank you for listening to the Recovery Refuge podcast. We aim to offer you a safe listening space to grow in your recovery. I hope today's show is an encouragement to you and brings you a sense of peace in your life. For updates on new content, follow us on social media at recoveryrefuge.care. Also, check out our website for any developments in our ministry at recoveryrefuge.care. Enjoy today's show. Hey, welcome to the Recovery Refuge podcast. Uh, in this uh, in this episode, we are going to be going through more of a biblical education. Uh, as you all know, in some of our episodes, we share testimonies, we share uh, different stories of addicts. The goal of that is to make you not feel alone. We want to make sure that you know that you're not the only person struggling. You're not the only person who's going through this. But the goal of these episodes um, is to sharpen your sword. It's to, it's to make sure that you are equipped with the Bible, you understand the Bible. Adam has said in the past that if you are the problem, you also can't be the solution. So we want to help you. We want to equip you. We want to educate you on what the solution is. So we're going to be working through the Bible. Uh, Adam, do you know the story of Donner's Oak? I don't. I never heard that. Okay. Donner's Oak was an oak tree, I think in Germany, back whenever, before Germany had become Christianized, there was a, a missionary named Boniface. And Boniface went to this town. I could be getting some details wrong. Someone might hit us in the comments. And no, say you're it's fine. Wrong, but, Go ahead. Uh, Boniface went to this town that worshipped Thor. They worshipped the Norse gods still at this point. Um, and Boniface, the way I've always heard it told, is that they were having a feast to Thor, the god of Thor. And Donner's Oak was a holy site for Thor. That was his tree. Mm. And Boniface was apparently this monk missionary who was just, he was strapped. Like he was a big dude. And he goes and he always carried an axe with him everywhere. And he, he comes into this town for the first time. He knows there's a feast going on. He sits down at the table right by the base of the tree. He doesn't talk to anybody. He just sits there throughout the whole feast. Oh my gosh, is he gonna cut the tree down? <laughs> yes. So he sits there and uh, the feast wraps up. Someone comes up to him and goes, hey traveler, do you need a place to stay tonight? And he said, no, I think I'll be good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a shelter. And someone goes, no, come on, we'll, we'll let you crash at our place, you'll be fine. And he goes, no, I've got plenty of wood right here. And they were like, wait, no, 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 you can't touch that tree. And he was like, no, I'm gonna cut it down and I'm gonna, I'm gonna build something out of it. And as soon as he said he's gonna cut it down, the village people scattered. So they all just run off and uh, they say, this is Thor's holy site. Someone yells to him, this is Thor's holy site. If you'd hurt that tree, he's gonna send down lightning bolts so strong it'll kill everyone in the town. And Boniface starts chopping and he starts cutting this tree down. He takes it down after a couple minutes. Uh, I imagine more than a couple minutes because it's a big tree. Right. But he takes it all the way down and uh, then these are the Hessians and a while later they come out and they say, you know what? Either you're either our, either Thor is terrified of your God or our God's not real. Cause that was the most holy site to the God, mm -hmm. our God. And you just took it down. So believe it or not, Boniface actually used the wood from that tree to build the first church no. in that region. Oh and it goodness. was the first church in that region used Thor's wood basically. So I've always heard it said uh, that we're sharpening our ax so we can take down Donner's Oak. Mm. So the goal here to tie all that together in your life, you may be facing Donner's Oak. You may be facing a generational curse that just weighs you down. Right. Your dad may have been a user, your uncle may have been, your mom may have. The goal of these episodes, this is a long intro, I know, but the goal of these is to sharpen your ax so that you can face Donner's Oak. Right. And I think, I think it's, um, wonderful that you said that because this is the point a lot of people are coming here and we want to we want to grow in our faith we want to 
we want us to go, okay, I, um, I, I love the Bible, I love prayer, or I'm checking out the claims of Christ, and I know that I have to stay sober, or I know that I have this addiction. How do these work together? How do these come together? Mm-hmm. And we want to we want to sharpen your sword in that. We yeah. want to create content that isn't um, compartmentalized mm-hmm. and based on you know your biblical worldview. But we can say these things can come together. Things that are all all truth comes from the Lord. Yep. Every good good gift comes from the Lord and bring them together. I think there's a lot of people that have these mountain size trees that represent something that is a God that's not real mm-hmm. <laughs> and it needs yes. to come down. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm grateful that you said that. I think that's that's wonderful. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about today is this, is really there's an illusion, yeah, right, of using successfully. People yeah. have this this big tree, this big god or idol, if you will, and they go, you know what? Um, I can do both. I can, yeah, I can do both, and this can't come down. Mm-hmm. If this comes down, lightning's going to strike. My, I can't stop this. Yeah. And guy walks up with the big axe and say, let me show you how to cut And it wasn't dull. <laughs> I guarantee you that. It was not a dull axe. It had to be sharp. Yeah, yeah so sure. as we go into that, uh, I want to roll right into our notes here. Um, so for someone like me, um, who I, I share, I've shared on previous episodes, uh, I do have an addiction fully. I'm aware that my addiction is workaholism. It's uh, given the opportunity. I'm going all out seven days a week right yes let me work, work it's work, destructive work. Right. yeah we were talking before this episode it's destructive it just yeah. won't kill me tomorrow if i do it wrong right so um for someone like me who i do have loved ones who struggle with substance abuse they sh- struggle with alcohol abuse i've often asked myself um why don't they just stop why don't people who struggle with drug and alcohol addictions just stop just don't use them it's simple as that right. your life will be easier when you don't use them and then even those that are less destructive like workaholism uh, sex porn food why can't they just stop why isn't it as simple as a decision of will yeah i mean a lot of people drive by you know downtown or somewhere and go you know i can't help these people because mm-hmm. all they need to do is quit like yeah. and there is a there's a big big disconnect between people who have been touched by addiction or alcoholism been touched by these things mm-hmm. and people that haven't because if you haven't been touched by it a family member that's went through it you have no understanding of it and your initial thought is do something different yeah. like you know bump them on the head but I, but I want to help us understand that even um, in recovery, there's this talk. They say, hey, listen, there's only one thing that you have to do perfectly. And even the world of steps, right? We, mm-hmm. AA steps, NA steps, sober recovery steps. There's only, uh, and if you don't believe in that, and you're just someone who says you need to follow the Bible, well, it would be surrender. Hey, there's one thing that you have to do perfectly, and that is not use again. Yeah. Like step one, you have to work that perfectly, right? Not drink again, not use again. But why isn't it you know, so simple? And the reason why it's not so simple is because it's not about the physical alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's not about the tangible drug. Yeah. It's not about the food or the seeing of, of, of lust and acting out in our flesh. Yeah. We are literally in a spiritual battle. Mm. Recovery um, is a spiritual malady. Yeah. And it has physical and mental symptoms, but it's a spiritual malady. And so we can't treat something that's spiritual with physical solutions. Dubatrol is not going to take out your your demon. Right, right. And so that's why you can't just go. That's why it's it's confusing. Yeah. And it is like, I mean, if you don't understand it, it is confusing to a, a human being to go, hey, you know, if you don't put alcohol in your body, you won't get drunk and then you won't 
all those destructive behaviors that come won't happen. Mm. And they go, okay, I know it's logical in my intelligence. They're not dumb. Yeah. Actually very high functioning people. Very, most alcoholics and addicts are very successful after they get sober. Uh, type A personalities, right? Yeah. So that's not the problem. The problem is, is there's a spiritual malady. And I want us to talk into that today because what our enemy does very, very well. Yeah. And that's why we, we, we are losing people every single day mm-hmm. that die from, from addiction because there's an illusion that you can one day successfully use. Mm-hmm. And there's a scripture, it's Ephesians 6, 6 12, that uh, I would like for us to start. You want to read that verse for us, Hunter? Yeah, if you don't mind, uh, since we hit on the Boniface thing, I'm going to go back to verse 10 to start. Sure, go okay, ahead. So, yeah. uh, Ephesians 6, 10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Mm-hmm. Put on the whole armor of God that you may, able, you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Here's 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Mm. So what that is telling us essentially is that the, the, the enemy's tactics aren't physical, mm-hmm. they're spiritual. So if it's a spiritual malady, if that's the problem, we go back to the problem and it's a solution. The solution has to be spiritual as well. Yep. And so the core problem of addiction and one of the tactics that he uses to defeat us, I think there's lots of them, right? This isn't the only one. And we've yeah. said this before. Please don't, everyone, one of our podcasts aren't going to cover every aspect yeah. of recovery. Um, and we don't pretend to be the ones who have all the answers. Mm-mm. But what I know to be very true is this. Our enemy uses something very simple, but it's unbelievably destructive. Mm. And our enemy uses this, a lie. Mm. Satan is a liar and he uses our struggle against us. And I wanna couch that for a minute. So you just kind of put that in the back of your mind, put that over, sit next to you, put that in your cup of coffee, mix it up, (laughs) whatever it is. Or some of us may be on the gym, right? Put that on your weight and bench press it for a second. But so we know this, first of all, our enemy attacks us with this illusion that we can use successfully again. He attacks us and his attacks are all spiritual. Addiction is a spiritual malady. And the, the baseline, the foundation of it all is to lie. Now, uh, in James chapter one, this is going to help explain of how he uses that lie or lies mm-hmm. individually against each one of us when it comes to addiction. Will you read that for us, yeah, please? So James 1 verse 13 says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. Mm. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Mm. So let's break that verse down just a little bit, Hunter. So, um, so he says, 
no one undergoing a trial. So no one who's in a difficult moment will use, um, you put your addiction there. No one who is struggling with alcohol, who's struggling with drugs, food addiction, porn. No one who is going through a trial should say, I am being tempted by God. So immediately, if you are struggling with addiction or you know somebody that is, or you're just wanting to understand more about it, or you're growing your faith, know that God is not tempting you to use. Yeah. Take God out of the equations, what James tells us, because he's not tempted by evil. Mm-mm. He doesn't even look on it. He's not he the can't same. author it. That's not in his nature. To, right. And that's something real quick. Since we're yeah, since the point of this type of episode is to educate theologically and sharpen swords in today's culture. It feels like today's culture. I'm sure it's been every culture, but uh, Christianity is oftentimes challenged by this human, this worldly view of uh, dualism. Right. But there's a good God and there's a bad God. Mm. That's not the case. We serve one God, right. the triune Godhead. And he, by his nature, he cannot even author evil. Right. So he can't tempt you. Right. That's just not in his nature. You can select a lesser good, mm. but he cannot author evil. Right. And that's an, an that. interesting you bring that up because what is that? That's a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Satan's, yes. Satan's tool is to lie. And he, and he definitely lies on God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can say right now, okay, I'm not tempted... Uh, by God. And then it says, but each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desires. So here's, I think, a very, very important concept that we all have to understand in terms of people with addictions or people struggling. I always use my wife and I as an example, and I've talked about this on other other um, episodes, but we sin is sin. God is no respecters of person. There's no balancing scale mm-hmm. to God. In God's eyes, sin is sin. He doesn't have like, oh, this sin is is more uh, bad or mm-hmm. less bad. Or that like that's not how he looks at. It. He looks at sin as sin. Yeah. And at the same time, based on our disposition, our personality, um, the core of who we are, um, our tendencies, mm-hmm. we are slanted to struggle with certain types of sin. So, for instance, I'm more of a type A personality, I'm a go-getter, like that's my natural nature. Mm-hmm. And so our natural, our nature is naturally slanted to sin, but we struggle with certain things in different ways. Yeah. Right, so uh, for instance, my wife and I, I'm high strong, man, go-getter, go, 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 you gotta tell me, whoa. Uh, my wife is very methodical. Um, she thinks through things. I'm be careful how I say this, <laughs> um, uh, but she's a, she she moves slowly. Uh, she's more reserved, yeah. right? So I'm more likely to say things I shouldn't, get upset, yeah. be aggressive, rock people, you know, run run her over, and have to come back yeah. and apologize. She's more um, susceptible to let procrastinate, let let people walk all over, mm-hmm. have to stand up and fight first. You don't have to tell me to stand up and fight. You'll be like, dude, chill. It's just a McDonald's. Yeah, go put your cashier. axe up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, go, don't cut the tree down. Yeah. That's me, right? Yeah. And so, but but what we have learned as humans, and, and this is where a science comes in and, mm-hmm. and psychology, which is great, is that we have observed a group of character traits of sinful character traits that are slanted towards people that struggle with addiction. Mm. 
And it's very common. It's You just sit in a room with a bunch of alcoholics or a bunch of addicts or a bunch of people that struggle with porn. That's why these groups, that's why uh, self-help groups where people that struggle with the same things are so effective because we understand each other. Mm-hmm. Our personalities, our dispositions, the way that we struggle is very, very similar. And so Satan knows this. Yeah. So what he does is, is he lures out those struggles. He positions himself so that he can entice us and draw us out. And that bend that we have that causes us to struggle, that slope, if you will, is he's sitting right there. Mm. He's the one that's baiting the hook and says, I know how to get Hunter to work more. I, I know, I, listen, there, you know, I, uh, he knows you love your family. Well, I tell yeah. you what, if you work more now, then you'll have more later mm. so that you can spend more time in five years when they're teenagers. But then when they're teenagers, he'll say, oh, well, they're in college, yeah. you, so they don't struggle. Oh, when they're in college, he'll go, oh, well, they're in college. You got to start saving money so that you can pay for half of their house. So it's like, it's just, he lures. What all he's doing is robbing me of today. That's what he wants to do. He wants to rob you of today. And that's what happens with those in addiction. So, so having said that, and knowing that, here's how it pertains to those who are in addiction. The illusion is, and Satan's lie is, is that he lures out that sense from nature and he employ, em, employs his tactics. And there's one big lie that he places deep down inside in the core that's why in recovery, I know you don't know this, but um, in recovery, they a common phrase is, to your innermost self, you have to have no reservations. You have to totally plot out, cut out, root out, dig out the idea that you can ever use again successfully. Mm. Mm. Because Satan plants that seed so deep and he plays off of our ego so think about it. This is how he uses this. That's why. We, that's why we always say like you have to be the one that recognizes it. Yeah. Because so if we're the one that is bent and we struggle this way and we know we're selfish by nature, then what he does is he plants that seed and goes, "You can do this. Mm. It's going to be different this time. It's at some point. Look how good you've done. You can be successful. Yeah." Man. So, so so see what he does. He plants that seed down, and there's that illusion that you know when I'm 50, and I and I retire, I can have a beer, or you know um, I'm gonna work all day, and I'll only drink when I get off work, or I'll only drink, uh, I'll stop drinking alcohol, or I'll stop drinking uh, liquor. I'll just drink wine. Like yeah. that's why we just continue, continue, continue to say at some point I will be able to handle this. And so he takes the sinful nature of mankind and our desire to achieve things on our own, right? In our own power. Satan knows this. We're, we're, all, we're our old little gods, yeah. right? Yeah. The hardest thing to do is to say, I surrender or I need help, mm-hmm. right? And he preys on that with that lie and he uses that to say at some point, you know, I'll be able to handle this. And you know what? I'm just gonna have one drink. Mm. I'm just gonna have one hit. I'm just gonna work a couple extra hours this week, and it's just on and on. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna look at her this time. I'm just gonna, I'm only gonna just this week. I won't do it yeah. the rest of the year. I'm just gonna go by and say, let me, let me, let me fill out a profile on this website, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna look. 
I'm not going to talk to any of this. So it's like Satan uses that to lure us in to the very things that destroy us. Yeah. And that's the illusion, man. Yeah. That's the illusion of the successful using. Right. And that, yeah. Um, one of our guests, uh, I don't know if the episode's aired yet or not, but um, remember him talking about legal highs? Yeah. He was big on... Uh, pretty illegal stuff i think that's yeah. safe to say and then he convinced himself that if he could buy it in a gas station it was okay yeah and who who, who did that it was troy well, i'm saying who who convinced him. oh yeah satan, satan. Convinced him. satan convinced him it's over the counter you're fine yeah yeah it's not as bad as you can buy it or the you know like marijuana oh it, it, it grows yeah oh, there's a c- cocaine you know that's there's a there's a leaf it's natural. <laughs> yeah 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 it's it, just because it's natural don't mean it won't kill us exactly don't mean it won't destroy us we live in a broken world yep so satan preys on our on our, on our our intrinsic selfishness yeah and he wants us to believe that illusion that we can one day use again yeah and so let's let's go back to um um to satan into this aspect of lying there's another verse in john yeah. chapter 8 that i think sheds some more light on this yeah john eight forty four. it says you are your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desires he was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature, because he is a liar and the father of lies. Mm. So let's, let's do the same thing. Let's kind of break this down let's do it. Uh, together, Hunter. Um, so he says, you are the father of the devil. So he's talking to the Pharisees. Mm. Mm. Right, so who were people that had a form of godliness, but they denied the power that of. So what that means is, is morally on the outside, right, they presented themselves as having it all together, but on the inside they were very, very far mm-hmm. from God, which we love to do. Humans, yeah. especially those who struggle with addiction, we love to pretend. We love to put on our front. We love to just do enough to get by <laughs> right just just save face you know if you if you were to walk up to the drunk under the street and you were to say hey man uh, do you want to get help oh man i've got a i've got a, a bed and a cot i've got a pla- this is i've got friend what i've got everything i need mm-hmm. right and so it's like we love to pretend that everything's okay we love we'll fight to the think about this People will, will never let go. We'll hold on to that to that one thing until it literally brings us to the grave mm-hmm. because we don't want to admit it. And he yeah. says, you want to carry out your father's desires. He's talking to them. And I think this is where we just got to be real with ourselves. The truth is, is that nobody makes us. That is true about the illusion of addiction. Nobody makes anybody use, right? Mm-hmm. But we are wanting to carry that out because we're saying we can do this, we can handle this in our own power. Yeah. And I love what he says here. He's just, John is, is teaching us, Satan, he says he's a murderer from the beginning. What does that mean? He's come to kill, steal, and destroy. What does murder, what is just in its basic form, murder means what? To take the life. Take life. Yeah. Commandment eight, I think. So, so yeah. what he's saying is, and, and figuratively, he's saying, I, Satan wants to take your life, both physically and spiritually. Everything that God has for you that is life-giving, that is freeing, that is life-changing, all the fullness of joy, everything we know to be good about um, our life with, with, with community, with fellowship, um, with relationships, all the most valuable things in life, p- 
peace, joy, serenity, love. He says, I want to kill that. Um, and he, he, he does that because he doesn't stand on the truth. It says there's no truth in him. Yeah. So when he lies, he's speaking his native tongue. Mm. Satan's tactic, he doesn't speak English, Spanish, Portuguese. He speaks lies. So we know that. That's why it's so important to know the Word of God. That's why it's so important to have people around you to go, hey, I was thinking this. I can't tell you how many times I have thought things. And excuse me, when I write them out or when it comes out of my mouth, <laughs> I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? Mm -hmm. Because left to my own devices, left to what I have inside, my sinful nature. So think about it. We have a sinful nature. We're bent towards sin. Mm -hmm. And then Satan's tactic is to help us to lie, to believe that. And he lures that out. So we follow that path and that illusion that I can continue on doing this and things will change when the truth is they never will. Yeah. And so if we don't talk that stuff out, if we don't know the Word of God and have the Holy Spirit strong within us by feeding it with the Word of God, feeding it with prayer, being in communities of believers, bouncing stuff off, yeah, then we just walk in that illusion. I remember the, this is gonna seem like a tangent, and hopefully I'll tie it together, but we'll see. No, you're good. Uh, I remember the first addict that uh, my family really went into community with. Um, we, my dad was really involved in his life and he was working really hard to get this kid in rehab. He was working hard with all things. He even went to the rehab facility, met with the guy who ran it. And he said, you know, every addict is a con man. If they could stay clean, they could probably pull off some pretty decent cons because of their ability to twist stuff, their ability to do these different things. And then I learned uh, the origin of the word con man is a confidence man, someone who is overly confident in their own lies. Wow. And they can sell that. They can sell wow. it. They're so confident in their lie that they can take what you have based on their lie. Right. So, and that's so exactly what we're talking about. Exactly what we're talking about. So in this, when, you, when Satan can convince you to, that you are the solution, when he can convince you, you can use successfully. Yeah. You got it from a gas station. Or that you're not the problem. You're not the problem. Yeah. You got it from a gas station. You can do fine. Um, I know I bring it up so often in mine and yours personal relationship. You might get annoyed with how often I talk about the screw tape letters uh, by C.S. Lewis, no, no. but it's one of my favorite books. And uh, in one of the letters, the backstory of this book, it's um, C.S. Lewis wrote it uh, essentially to be the playbook of demons and how to trick man. He published these during World War II. And uh, screw tape, the elder demon, wrote to Wormwood the Younger and said, murder is no better than cards, gambling, if cards can do the trick. Indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, and without signposts. Mm. So in that, Satan wants you to believe. He is confident. He's selling you the lie that you can use successfully. Right. And he, the reality is Satan wants you to use successfully. Yeah. He wants you to because that's well that is success for him if exactly. you exactly if you use that's success. Or you continue on in whatever that struggle is, whatever's keeping you from right fellowship with God. He wants you to be comfortable enough that you don't turn away. Right. If you have a sinner, if you have a murderer, they know they've done wrong. But right. they know if 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 you're an addict or if you know an addict and their addiction has truly destroyed their life objectively, they can no longer deny it, the lies up. The con's over. Satan no longer has them fooled on his own, his lies. Right. But if you're using stuff from a gas station, 
if you're right. doing this, if you're just if you're just drinking. Right. Or the lie becomes like, how can I hide it? Exactly. And it becomes a soft path to yeah. hell. Yeah. He's got. And so like if, if, if people that are going, uh, why don't you just stop? Yeah. Ooh, dude, just don't buy beer. Don't buy drugs. Don't watch that online. Mm-hmm. Um, don't eat that anymore. Start exercise. Like, yeah. hey, so this is where we go. Listen, it's a little bit more complicated than that because we wrestle against spiritual paladies. Like, what did that verse say? Like, what? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not just don't go buy something. Mm-hmm. It's not our, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers. Satan has authority mm-hmm. in this earth, right? Yeah. And it's to lie and to kill and to cheat and to destroy. You think about Eve. The first, the beginning, the origin of sin comes from what? Mm-hmm. Did God really say that? Yep. He took the truth of the word of God and he tried to twist it. Yep. He tried to change it. When he comes to Jesus, how does he attack Jesus? How does Satan attack Jesus? In the desert. He, he tries to convince him that he can take care of him. He can do these things for him. He offers him the world, yep. right? Yep. And Satan, and well, he, he also tries to twist scripture. Yeah. And Jesus fights him with truth. Yep. Because Jesus' sword was sharp. Right. Tie that all in. Yeah. 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 yeah his sword was sharp. He, yep. he knew the word of God. Um, and for those who are listening, you know, you say, well, how can I make sure in my own personal life, I don't struggle with addiction, but I, I, I'm, I'm a sinner, I'm mm-hmm. a human, and I don't want to fall into these lies that Satan has. Well, well, one is the way that we can see him coming from far away is the same way that Jesus modeled for us. Mm-hmm. Jesus went away and he spent time with God in prayer, in his word, building up his strength so that he could see the world around him. It's amazing how when you spend so much time in the spirit of God, receiving truth from God in community with God's people, mm-hmm. that a lie is 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 loud Mm. it's so it's so easy to detect when all you hear is the truth it's the whole sheep illustration right you know the sheep my sheep know me they know my voice they follow me yeah when you when you can when you know the voice of god so well that you've been following him for so long the truth is so clearly uh, a scene and i think what happens is is that we believe the lie so long that it actually becomes in our eyes, yeah, the truth, yeah, and that Hunter, that is the illusion. That's why people take this to the bitter end, to their deathbed, mm-hmm. because of that illusion that, man, it's somehow going to get better, yeah, and somehow it'll be different this time. And um, so, this passage, I think it's uh, James one twenty two. Yeah, yeah, that James one twenty two. Um, Tells us it's just two things I think that or, or, or John John eight um, let's go, let's let's focus on John eight just a little bit oh, here okay. before we move forward now um, that's where we're kind of um, head towards when we wrap up but he's talking about two people here um, the Pharisee you know um, we, we talked about the, the the Pharisees and we talked about um, how he convinces us uh, to do that and we talked about how Satan uh, is where the lies come from it, it, the origin of it. And just to set up this James one two here, the question is, okay, all right, you've heard all this. I think our listeners get what we're trying to say when it comes to the illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, but now let's move into more of like the application of this. All right, well, 
I don't want people to be afraid, <laughs> right? Because yeah. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. That's another Satan. That's another Satan thing. That's another mm-hmm. demonic illusion of, of fear. But okay, if you're listening, you go, okay, well, how do I overcome this? I've got three months. I've got ten years. I've got twenty years. Or I want to get sober. Or I'm just a, a listener who loves to be a part of this podcast. How do I not have the illusion that the sinful things that are hurting me are actually not? How do yeah. I not be um, uh, bamboozled, if you will, by Satan? I think James chapter 1 speaks into that. You yeah, read so that for says, us, please? It says, James 1, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away, and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Mm. He'll be blessed in what he does. Yeah, yeah. And I think the way to walk in truth and not live in a lie to live in truth and not to live in the lie is to understand that we don't have to be taught to forget mm-hmm. like we i mean james says like we have a natural we forget yeah. things right yeah. um especially when it comes to our own mistakes now i'm very good at remembering the state mistakes of others mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> but i can i can go back to moments in my life where things that my parents did but if you were to say hey adam do you remember um when you did that uh i don't yeah. I, I'm, no I, I don't i don't recall that <laughs> yeah let me let me yeah tell me that so i can tell you why i did it right yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um so knowing that about ourselves is that we tend to forget the things that we struggle with so if there's a problem with our thinking in terms of our own struggle, mm-hmm. this is why knowledge doesn't cure the addict or the mm. alcoholic. Mm. It's not about, I need to learn more. It's what James is saying is we have to live more. It's not learning the truth. We have to learn, we have to live the truth, learn to live the truth, right? Yeah. So I can't just learn, all right, don't go by the liquor store. Don't, now there's some, there's some uh, behavioral things there that are good, right? Yeah. Replace that behavior with when I get off, if I get off, every time I get off work, I used to drink. Well, get off work and work out. Yeah. Like that's fine, right? But to the core of ourself, knowing the truth isn't going to set us free. That's the beginning. Yeah. Right? Knowing the truth is the beginning. Remember, there's there's demonic tactic. His demonic tactic is to attack the truth, mm-hmm. to help us forget what we say or what we see in the mirror. Right? Think about help us to forget when we saw ourselves in the jail cell, when we saw ourselves in that hotel in the morning, when uh, when we woke up after destroying that relationship of someone that we love. He wants us to forget all of the consequences mm-hmm. of our struggle so that he can keep the illusion going. Yeah. The battle is in our mind, right? It's our thinking, it's our struggle. He draws that out of us. So again, if the struggle comes from how we think and how we view and those things, um, the solution's not gonna come. We can't think ourselves into new behavior. Yeah. We can't think ourselves into freedom from addiction. Yeah. What we have to do is 
start changing the things that we do. So verse 25, here we go. He says, but the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it, that's another action word there. Mm-hmm. And it's not a forget for here, but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. Perseveres in it and doer who works, this person will be blessed. If we want to eradicate that lie, eradicate that thing that Satan is trying to lure out of us, if we want to overcome that, we must start taking biblical actions Mm -hmm. that line up with the truths we have heard. The actions are what prove our faith and sobriety genuine. And the illusion that we can successfully use again to be wrong. Mm-hmm. This is why we say get into a recovery community. This is why we say be active in church. This is why we say have a, a mentor, a sponsor that you're checking in with every day and you're going, hey, this happened at work. This is how I perceived it. Because our perception is broken, right? We said we've lived for years believing a lie. We've lived in our selfish nature. Well, it's gonna take a while to break that. Yeah. You don't create that lie and live it. Think about the illustration that we started with. An entire community built their lives around a giant tree because they believed that God was gonna strike that down, right? Our entire community. And a guy just walks up and chops it down. Well, listen, it's gonna take a little while. Yeah. They're gonna to have to start taking action, yeah. right? Because to change that belief system that is deep yeah. and that is rooted. Yep. And that's why these things that we say are so important. Set yourself under biblical teaching, a, a, a Bible teaching church. All these actions and rhythm, rhythms that are necessary to change that lie root and plant in a root of truth, right? And truth that can begin to go. And so if you're listening to this, I, I wanna say, I think we've made a, I think we've done well at probably unpackaging this illusion. And I hope that those who have struggled or are struggling or are wondering about the people that they love that are struggling now have got a deeper understanding mm-hmm. of how Satan tricks people into using, and it's not just willpower yeah. or an act of a will. And then the application, what we want to leave with is saying, this is why, Some there might be a wife right now who goes, you know, my husband's going to a meeting twice a week. I never see him, you know, or why does he have to spend an hour in the morning, you know, writing or reading? Mm-hmm. Why is he talking to his mentor about this? He should be talking to me. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's we can get resentful. Yeah, but but you have to understand, the enemy, for many for a long period of time, the enemy has planted an illusion deep down in their thinking, in their makeup, and in order for them to do that, they have to start walking out, taking these mm-hmm. actions with people who have been there who have had that illusion planted and it's been dug out and been rooted out and they found victory and they found hope and they don't believe that lie anymore. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost if, if um, you know, your electricity got knocked out, right? Well, you're not, you know, you can call your mom or your mm-hmm. neighbor or whatever and y'all can talk, man, yeah, that tree or that, you know, but who do you want to turn the lights back on? Yeah, exactly. The, the electrician. And I love the word you put in the notes here of rhythm. It's a rhythm. And you brought up the scripture of knowing the shepherd's voice. Mm -hmm. And so often, because I've seen it, uh, where the act of recovery can be very frustrating to the spouse, the family member, like you brought up of, they're always at meetings, they're always doing this. And 
Why can't they just stop and then be with me? But they have to learn that rhythm. And you also put in that they need to find a Bible teaching church. Right. Because you're not just going to, Satan's a liar. That's his native tongue, as the scripture says. Right. So he can oftentimes, and it happens very frequently, where he can talk to you and he's going to, he is a pretty good imitator of the shepherd. Oh, right. But if you know the shepherd's mm. voice, if you know the type of types of things the shepherd is going to say, you'll be able to spot the fraud pretty easily. Right. It's like those people who uh, verify paintings from counterfeits. They know the original oh, painter's man, tactics yeah. so well. Yeah. They know the brush strokes they took. They'll even be so such experts. They can tell you which direction their wrist would have hitched. Yeah. Because they know the original voice so well that they can <laughs> spot the frauds even down to like the bone movements of that's the crazy. painter. So that's how well they know the shepherd's voice, quote unquote. Yeah, and I think people want to believe that recovery is a program or a solution that has a period on it. Mm. And that's why the medical field and I think even psychology sometimes struggle mm -hmm. because there is no period on spiritual demonic attacks. Yeah. This is a way of life. Mm -hmm. When you, that's why I say God is recovery. We are trying to create a way of life that fights against the lies of Satan, fights against this illusion. And I think every believer, yeah. whether you're an addict, every believer needs to understand that, hey, Satan is trying to lure out, he knows your personality, yeah. he knows that you have a sinful nature, he's the he's, he's the, uh, the, the leader of this world, this demonic world, he wants to draw out that sin and trick you and wants you to live in that and make you think that it's successful, make you think that it's good, make you think that you're building something of value when it actually has no worth. Yeah. And recovery actually comes the exact opposite. It contradicts that and says, no, we're gonna create a way of life yeah. that keeps you in truth, that you're taking actions that say, yeah. this is what I believe. Remember, you know, Paul was the grace, grace, grace guy. Yeah. And James was the do, do, do guy, yeah. right? Like, hey, if, if you have faith, mm -hmm. let me show show it by what you do. And, yeah. and Paul said, listen, if you have faith, just believe it. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, when it comes to addiction, when it comes to, and I think this is why James is so important in Scripture in the New Testament, when it comes to rooting out sin mm -hmm. and having a longevity, Paul was a was no doubt um, uh, an evangelist, a gospel, a church planner. He he birthed so many ministries, yeah. And he did speak life into him. But James is kind of that longevity guy that says, yeah. if you want to continue on in your faith, if you want to have real life change, if you want to fight against these attacks, you have to do some things, yeah, differently to establish that rhythm. Yeah, so and that, that and yeah. that's the only way to keep um, the illusion from coming back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, so as we begin to land this plane, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap it up, but uh, we talked about how Satan wants to rob you of today. So Satan's playing a today game, but the reality is with Christianity, we're playing a generational game. Right. We, we, are, we have to win the battle today, obviously. Right. But we're playing a generational game. We want addiction to break so that your kids aren't burdened yes. with it. So that your grandkids that. didn't mm -hmm. grow up with, oh, dad drank, so I'm gonna drink. Because dad worshiped the tree, I'm gonna worship the tree. 
Yeah. We, do, we want to break, break that, that cycle. Mm-hmm. So Satan plays a daily game. We play a generational game. So we're going we're gonna to wrap up here. Uh, I want to hit this one point. I'm going to read a scripture, and then if Adam has anything to add, uh, we'll do it. But sure. if you're listening to this, if you or someone you love is using, and you just can't seem to overcome it, we want you to finish this episode. We want you to take an action that is conducive to you staying sober or getting sober. Pray. Read the Bible. Go to AA, NA, SA, CR, whatever it is. Go right now. Pull out your phone. Download the meeting app. Get on a recovery Zoom meeting. Log into a Google space. Do something. There are so many avenues in this era for you to get help. Call your local hospital or counseling center. Call a church. Tell them you need to detox. Take action now and continue those right actions. Establish that rhythm so that you will not forget the pain of using and you will not believe the lies of Satan. The illusion that you can use successfully will die and you will live in freedom. Too often we get into this this habit of removing and just fearing the liar. Mm. So I wanna hit this one verse, Adam, then we're gonna call it. But this is in Psalm 29. This is one of David's Psalms. It says, ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord, give him glory and strength. Mm. There's glory due to his name. Worship, I'm ad-libbing a little bit. Worship the Lord in splendor and holiness. This is what I want to hit on because we can talk about the destructive nature of Satan's lies. But right here, we want to talk about the power of the one we serve. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory of God thunders the Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks down cedars. He breaks down the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and a Syrian like a young wild ox. This is what I'll hit. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. He shakes your addictions. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned above and over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as a king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Amen. Don't fear the liar more than you take refuge in the voice of the Lord who wants you desperately. Mm, So good. Yeah. So We're going to wrap up in prayer, and then we'll see you guys next week. Jesus, I pray that this space, Lord, I pray that this has been beneficial to some. If it's beneficial to one listener, Lord, it was entirely worth it. I pray that those listening would get down on their knees, Lord. They would cry out to you. They would cry out and admit their brokenness. They would rise back up daily. They would sharpen their sword. They would establish the rhythms necessary to not turn back. Yes. They wouldn't look at their, they wouldn't let Satan whitewash their addiction, their history, their past, Lord. They would remember how broken it was mm. so that they never turn back to it. Yeah. They never go back to it like a pig to the slop, Lord. They would remember how bad it was and acknowledge how good it is now, Lord. If you're in that place and you feel like you are the pig returning to his slop, we promise you it, it is better on the other side. Mm. Reach out, establish those rhythms, go to a meeting, find a local church that preaches the Bible. In Jesus' name. Father in heaven, we love you. Help us. Help us today. We pray in Jesus' name, Father, that you would remove the scales of illusion 
from those who are in struggling right now who are listening. God, we pray like you interrupted Paul's life on his way to Damascus, that you would interrupt their life. God, would you interrupt their life and remove the scales of illusion that they can use successfully, that they can continue on in the struggle and that things will change. But Lord, we know it won't. We pray for an interruption that they would turn away, they would repent and surrender to you and ask for help. God, give us the power, give us the strength, give me, give Hunter, give us the the humility, Lord, to ask for help, to come to you, to come to those, to, to not hide and tuck away our sin deep down and isolated and insulated, but God, that we would surrender it completely to you. We would come to you with all of ourselves, and God, would you speak life and truth into all of our listeners. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins and rose from the dead and conquered sin and gave us the gift of eternal life through salvation in you. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit, the comforter that is with us now that can give us the strength and the spirit to overcome these addictions when we focus on the truth of your word and put ourselves in positions to hear from you. God, help us today to break free from the bondage of sin and addiction. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. See you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Recovery Refuge podcast. We always appreciate it when you share this podcast on your social media platforms to help get the word out. You never know whose life will be saved or impacted in the world of recovery because you chose to share. To learn more about Recovery Refuge or to support us, go to www.recoveryrefuge.care. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, today is a great day to have a great day.